Warning, this episode contains foul language and should be listened to with the lights on. Weirdos, you are listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we sit down with one of our friends and talk about something weird. Not this week, it's time for another edition of Listener Ghost Stories! Hey! My name is Lauren, and this is my co-host, Ashley. Hi, weirdos. Hey, weirdos. (laughs) We're back, and it's just us. Hey! Hey! Listen to ghost stories. We're here. We love it. Hey, man. (laughs) What'd you say about that? Um, I don't know. That's not a say. I don't know. Here we are. Um, Here we are. We're here. It's just us. Just us. We love these days. Yes, we do. I've got my stinky feet out. Yep. I have my bear tootsies out today. No socks, just letting the toes run free in the world with my chipped polish, like a classy broad. Oh, God, my toenails are a nightmare right now. Who? Who's nail? Well, it's it's not the best. No. It's not the best toenail I've seen, but it's not the worst toenail. It's the worst. I can't. Oh, my God, I have to tell you, this is kind of gross and weird, but it's not weird. It's really gross. So my mom sent me, like, a care package. It was the sweetest thing in the world, and it was, like, candles, bath bombs, face mask, foot peel, all this stuff, and Mm -hmm. I was like, do you think I'm stressed? Um, (laughs) And uh, I've used all of it. It's the best, but she got me this foot peel, and basically it was, like, these bags that you put over your feet and you leave it on for 60 minutes. I've heard of these. Yeah, okay. So, and then the thing said, like, you leave it on for 60 minutes, you take it off, you wash your feet, and, like, within, you know, I don't know, 10 days or a week or something, your foot will peel Mm -hmm. and whatever. And it, like, showed a picture of what your foot should look like. And I was like, that looks scary. But I did it and I washed my feet and my feet were, like, no different. So I was like, eh, well, I don't think it worked. Uh, it fucking worked because all of a sudden I was sitting here with Joe, poor Joe. I think he's traumatized for life. I was sitting here with Joe like a week later and I went to like scratch my foot or something. I thought I had something on my foot and I, you know, took it and like peeled it. I peeled off a piece of skin. It's like, the thing is your foot peels like, you know, when your skin's sunburnt. Yeah. So it's not like gross. It's just like that layer of like dead skin. But I peeled off this like inch long piece oh, of foot skin, and Joe God. was like, "What? What? I'm throwing up! I'm throwing up! What's happening right now? What is it?" Um, oh my and gosh. then I showed him my died. feet, and he almost died. And they peeled for like, and it was so funny because the package is like, "Don't peel it off, just let it like let come it off." Fall. And I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Yeah, sure, that's gonna happen. Are you kidding me? You have to peel. Yeah, I feel have like you if it's ever hanging had a off? sunburn ever in yes, your life? Of course, as you, you pick at it. Don't pick at it. So my skin is hanging off I touch it I tried so hard to just like wear socks and not 
peel the skin off my feet, but it was just so fascinating. I couldn't help it. My gosh. So I was real gross for about four days. (laughs) See, but it's only gross to the outside world because I, like, if it's your own foot, I feel like that's so fun, like, peeling off the skin. Or do you not think so? Yeah. No, it is. I was like, I wouldn't think it was gross on my own foot. I would be stoked. It's I was like cool kind of bummed when it stopped peeling. Right. It's so like, like what little... am I going to do now when I'm sitting on the couch? You can't peel my skit foot. Skit foot. My foot skin. Well, skit foot. My skit foot. Um, um, yeah, it feels like such a, it's almost a therapeutic little, yeah. like, ah, ah, look at this huge look. layer of skin. And now my feet right are now. so soft. I believe it. Mm. Soft as a baby's I wonder how often you could bottom. do it. I wonder if you could do it once a week. <laughs> that would be just so have, intense. Like, it'd just be like bones. I was gonna feet. say you get down to the skin, no to skin the bone. At all. Oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. Mm, anyways, I did have something I want to talk about before we get into the um, the ghost stories. By the way, guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've been doing our this weekend weird segment on YouTube, and it's been going really well the past two weeks. Knock yes. on wood. Hold on. Knock it, knock it. Um, it's been going really well the past couple weeks. They're a lot of fun. They're like 20 minute long little videos of us, and we're adorable. We're super we're cute. The so you should tune in. If you've been wondering where it went and why it's not on the episode, it's on YouTube. Head on over to our Keep It Weird page. You can watch us. Mm-hmm. You could just, uh, when you go to YouTube, just search uh, Keep It Weird Podcast, and they're all on there. Um, and they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Check it out. And the best part is, is that we. We're like, we should make them into videos because, you know, we're cute girls and they can see our faces and blah, 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 blah. And every single week we're like, oh, God, I got to put on I lipstick. Look so I look like a nightmare. I am a trash person. I look like an actual ghost <laughs> and I need help. Yeah, we've never Why been as prepared. Why didn't I wash my hair? Um, <laughs> no, it's been bad. We're going to try and step up our game for yeah, you we'll so you don't have game. to look at or our garbage face. Or we never we will. will. And you're going to deal with it. So I wanted to talk about this because I read it on BuzzFeed News right before you came over. I'm excited. Um, I don't know if you heard about it. A teen was found dead in a hotel freezer hours after she went missing from a party. No. Did you see this? No. Holy moly. How recently did this happen? This was... Well, this was posted on the 11th. This happened Sunday. Okay. So her name's Kenneka Jenkins. And this always, like, strikes me as weird. It says, Kenneka Jenkins, a 19-year-old woman, was found dead inside a walk-in freezer at a hotel hours after she was reported missing from a party at the hotel in Rosemont, Illinois, actually. Oh. Uh, but I always think it's weird when they're, like, a 19-year-old woman. It's like, that's a child. I know. That, that does not even care. You can't say 19-year-old. They're still in the teens, I don't even consider, like, 21, 22, 23-year-old people right. women. I feel like I would say or girl. Boys. 21-year-old like, girl. Yeah, 21-year-old young, boy. Young girl. Young girl. Like, yeah. She's not a woman. She's a baby. No. Um, so this I'm is horrible. I, yeah, I'm going to be like, 30. Yeah. And I'm, if someone's like, you're a woman, I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm like, you kidding me? <laughs> I'm seven. Jenkins was pronounced dead at 1248 a.m. Sunday after her body was discovered in the freezer at the Crown Plaza Hotel. The cause and manner of death is pending further studies, a spokesperson for the medical examiner told BuzzFeed. Jenkins was last seen leaving her home in Chicago for the party around 11.30 p.m. on Friday. Jenkins' sister last texted her at 1.30 a.m. Saturday, and witnesses saw her at the party on the ninth floor of the hotel in the early hours of Saturday. Her friends told her mother early Saturday morning they were unable to find her, and then they filed a missing persons report at 3.20 p.m. on Saturday. 
The Crown Plaza Hotel staff and management actively canvassed and searched the immediate area, and they discovered Jenkins inside the freezer on the early hours of Sunday. Um, Her body was beyond resuscitation and pronounced dead on the scene. The police told their family that Jenkins was seen on a hotel surveillance video at 3.20 a.m. on Saturday, staggering drunk near the hotel's front desk. But her parents were saying, like, if she was that staggering drunk, she wouldn't have been able to prop the double steel doors of the freezer open. Right. Herself. Those are so She's hard a to Very open. small 19-year-old yeah. girl. If she was that Those drunk. are so heavy. Someone had to have done it. Well, that's the thing, is that um, apparently the friends from the party, apparently their stories have changed multiple times. Ooh. They were also very, very drunk, they said, um, when the police asked them. I guess her sister posted on social media, one of you little bitches did something to my sister. And then apparently a Facebook Live video reportedly taken at the party that she attended was widely shared on social media and appeared to record a girl's voice saying, help me, at one point. Oh, no. How scary is this? That is so scary. Yeah, so the detectives are looking into everything and are aware of the social media video posts and uh, pictures. No one's been ruled (coughs) out. And basically, they're just waiting on an autopsy report. Um, She could have frozen to death. Right. Um, She could have, I don't know if she Curious if something happened to her before she was... Well, I don't know, because she was seen in the lobby on the security video, and then there's, basically, there's a restaurant being built in the hotel, and that's where Where the freezer was. was. And uh, what I'm thinking, honestly, is that they probably, all her friends were probably super fucking drunk. They probably put her in there as a joke. And then left her. And then maybe left her for too long, Came in, checked on her. She wasn't breathing, and then they just decided, to like, leave. "Fuck it, I'm getting yeah. as far away from this as possible. We have to like make up a story." Oh God, that's so rude and awful. I know. How could it's you do that to a terrible. person? Oh gosh, if you are going to push someone into a freezer as a joke, which don't, because that's awful. Like, you have to go back in like a minute later. You can't just be like, "Let's see how long she can last." I always had that like irrational fear when I worked in restaurants uh, that I would go into the freezer and wouldn't be able to get the door open Mm -hmm. because it would shut behind you, and then no one would hear you knocking. Yeah, no one would hear you. I, you don't have cell service in there. Mm -hmm. We actually, when I worked at the comedy club, um, we had to keep an axe. In the freezer. Just in case. Like, the health department told us. Like, the, the maybe smart. the health and safety department told us we had to. I mean, that um, is smart. Like, yeah. I don't think all places do that. You mm-hmm. should have to. So, there was an axe that just sitting, like, on a shelf in if the needed. Just in case. You get fucking locked in there. It's terrifying. Is, I know. I would always think that. Cause I used to work at restaurants quite often. It was, I mean, like, high school, college. That's, like, all you do, pretty much. But um, anytime I would have to go in to get food, I would, like, swing the door as far open as it could go <laughs> so I could grab what I needed and then quickly, like, sprint out before yeah, I had a chance It's kind to of watch. an irrational fear because those doors are built to not... Totally. Yeah. But Just it's going to be that one lock. fucking I time. I'm sure it's happened. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Anyway, so that's a really horrible thing that's happening right now. It's real awful. I hope they find out what happened and there's some justice. Because I'm sure the family is just like, we just want to know for sure. Like, yeah. what the hell? I'm about to. I'm just, like, pausing because I know I have a very, very, very loud, obnoxious stomach growl on the horizon. I thought you were going to say sneeze. 
sneeze. Oh she's God, been a no. sneezing If I start today. sneezing, that's the rest of the podcast. That's, that's the rest be of the, the episode. It's just going to be like, <laughs> if you get Ashley going, she won't stop. She won't stop. She just sneezes 1,000 times. Can't stop, won't stop. My allergies have just been so horrible this year. Do you guys want to hear about my allergies or do you want to hear some ghost stories? <laughs> they want ghost stories. <laughs> um, who wants to go first? You can if you want. I'll go first. Open I us have, up. Um, I'll open us for this uh, this week's listener ghost stories episode. Whee. So this one comes in from Rachel Goffinette. She is the absolute coolest person. She's hey, an Rach. artist. She lives in Chicago. She does roller derby and she watches a ton of paranormal reality TV shows and she's literally the best person on earth. I love her so much. The fact that you said she does roller derby makes yes. me obsessed with this I, person that I don't know. But that's I, so badass. That is something I've always wanted to do, especially after I watched, uh, what was that movie? Whip uh, It? Whip It. Yeah. Whip, that Drew Barrymore. I watched Whip yeah. It and I was like, oh yeah, I'm cool enough Same. to do this for sure. And Same. then I realized like, I don't like getting hurt. <laughs> I don't want to like fall. Falling. Like, and all they do is fall yeah. all the time. I don't but like they're falling. bad bitches. I know, but like, can you imagine being on a roller derby team? Mm-hmm. Who would fuck with you for the rest of your life? I, I feel like you would have so much confidence, too. Just Seriously. Being like, I'm on a roller derby team. I'm on team. a roller derby team. Yeah. That would truly make you feel like you're on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm. I want to be Someday. Cool. Someday when I get Someday. over my fear of skating, falling, shoving, punching, and hitting, and hurting. We got a little ways to go, and but... Speed. Uh, and speed. <laughs> I'd never want to pick up speed. I'll be at the end, the anchor, just like holding yeah, on to somebody. Yeah, just holding on to the butt. Right. Anyway. Don't let me go. Rachel sent in a couple. She said she w- she's going to start with her ghostly experience first. And I'm reading from her point of view, obviously. When I went back to Southern Illinois after trying Chicago out for a bit, I lived in Murfreesboro mm-hmm. with my then boyfriend and his roommates while I went to SIU for grad school. One night, my then boyfriend had gotten up to go to the bathroom while we were in bed. I felt the impression in the bed and rolled over to cuddle only to discover he wasn't there. I brushed it off, assuming that I'd probably dreamt it when it happened again. I put my arm out to feel for him, but again, he wasn't there. When it happened a third time, I finally got up and went downstairs to find him still in the bathroom. I would later learn that the previous owner had died in that room of a heart attack and the room had been his study. So I asked her if anything else weird ever happened there. Yeah. Um, And she was just saying, you know, a lot of the times, anytime you were there by yourself, you always thought someone else was there. Okay. So it she was saying, like, every like time she felt like she she knew she was there by herself, she would always be like, is my roommate home? And, like, right. would have to go check to see if, like, cause you could hear sounds throughout the house. And she said there were a couple occasions where a dog, I can't remember if she said it was her dog, her roommate's dog, or a friend's dog, but would never come from, like, the landing of the stairs. Like, would just constantly be there, like, barking or. So the dog was seeing something. Yeah. Well. Well, animals are kids, I'm telling you. <laughs> Man, that's creepy. Just to always feel like another presence is there, I can't imagine that. I know, I can't. Uh, that's an uncomfortable feeling. So she also had a dream once that was very scary. She said, being in my teens in southern Illinois, I was religious because it was either that or make poor decisions. One night I had a dream that a couple from church had wheeled their newborn daughter out on a cart while staring down and smiling, but the baby was blue. The next morning in church, there was a large request for this couple because their daughter had been rushed to the hospital the night before for turning blue from lack of oxygen. She was thankfully okay, but that shit was fucked up. That is so fucked up. 
Oh my gosh. And so that's she's another also one a little of those, dream yeah, psychic. So that's another one of those dreams, those like premonition like dreams where you have the dream, you find out later that it was actually happening, but it's actually happening like at the time that you're having the dream. So what's the purpose of that dream? Right. Is there a purpose of that dream? You can't you couldn't do, do anything, anything about, about it. it. Right. It's one of those. Like you have those Everyone has, I feel like Maria said she had a couple of those, Mm -hmm. like, you can't do anything. Why was that dream given to you? What is the point? And I feel like if she had that dream and then like went to church the next day or something and saw them and they were there with their baby, she would maybe, you maybe you'd be able to be like, Hey, how is she? Everything okay? Like, is everything okay? I had a very weird dream last night. I don't want to scare you or anything, but I just had a really weird dream last night that she was like blue and she was, you know what I mean? Exactly. But she came to church and it had happened already. It had already happened. So it's kind of like, what? Yeah, I still don't understand that if it's just the dream being revealed to you so that it's a way of your mind telling itself like you have this power for the future. Yeah, or, like, or if it's it? just, you know, you know, the 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 theory that we're all connected. Totally. That and, and that's the one I like the most because the collective consciousness. So right. it's not even that, just you know, it wasn't those Yeah, this dream wasn't given to you by a higher power so that you could accomplish XYZ. Sure. It just the collective consciousness, you they're experiencing this horrible thing and right. somehow you pick up on it. Yeah, and when we talked about that in past episodes, I hadn't really heard about that before and as soon as we started talking about it I thought this sounds the most logical yeah because yeah we we've always been sitting here saying why do we get these dreams this makes no sense <laughs> well yeah so, I always think of like you're just feeling I always bring it else. up I always think of the movies in the movies right. when you get a premonition it's so you can stop the thing right. from happening you have to get there before yeah. the it's car like, accident that's happens the, that's not the reality right I think we're just all you know feeling each other feeling each other that's the good way to say it it's like, what's, what's that song, Feeling Myself? Feeling Myself. I'm feeling myself. Oh, is that or each goes? other. I don't know. You might have been thinking of a different one. There's also know. a rap song. I know nothing about pop music. Literally nothing. It's fine. Um, I've it's heard. Okay. You can still lead a happy, healthy life without two, knowing anything. I want to say two Taylor Swift songs before. Oh, God. That is completely fine because Taylor Swift is bullshit. Oh. <laughs> Calling her out. Calling sorry her out. for I'm all the weird. for all the we Swifty lost, fans out there. I'm fans. so sorry. Or gain them. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Either people like us more or they'll stop listening. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. I'm sorry. Uh, if you like okay. her, that's fine. Teach them. I'll edit it out. Go on. Okay. So I have a story from Katie who is actually, she submitted the story about the Exorcist movie that we read last yeah, time, if anyone remembers, so which was weird. insane. So she sent us a couple more and she is awesome. Um... And also, I was just saying earlier how it's most creepy when, like, a child or an animal is involved, and this involves children. Great. So, Katie writes, Hi again, guys. Sorry to bug you all with more weirdness. You should never apologize Never apologize. But I figured you'd be interested to hear that the daycare where I work has a fucking demon. She put it in all caps. (laughs) I was in the zero to six month old room today and was chatting with my co-teacher while giving one of our babies a bottle, and I made a passing joke about ghost kids. And my co-teacher says... Oh, didn't you know we've had activity here? I, of course, immediately demanded that she tell me everything. Turns out, when we bought this center from the previous owner, a lot of weird stuff started happening. She said in parentheses, I am a W-E-L-S Lutheran, or a Wells Lutheran, which I looked up. I was like, I don't know what that means. Wisconsin Evangelical Luther- Lutheran Synod. Ah. So, she is a Wells Lutheran, and she works at a similarly Lutheran daycare. 
Classic haunting type things start to go down one day as one day a teacher had put all the toys away in their bins and left to go home, but she forgot her keys. She went back in the room and all the toys were everywhere. Oh my God. She'd been gone maybe two minutes and about 10 feet from the room. Freaky, right? Anyways, they called a pastor to check it out and he said that sometimes demons like to hang around kids because they are more vulnerable vulnerable to possession and that the demons were pretty pissed about a Christian-based school taking over their hunting ground. He blessed it and such and things calmed down for a bit, but not completely. Freaky as fuck! (laughs) Anyways, if you're ever interested, I have tons more stories from all the pastors and teachers in my life who, among other things, have dealt with covens of murderous witches, participated in exorcisms, and had a very strange incident involving a Ouija board. Stay weird! Mm-hmm. And we did ask her for more, so we should yes. get more someday soon. Yes. I can't well, wait actually, to hear about we it. do have a second one, but I thought I would just save it for later. For we sure, could read some more, but yeah, she actually has another one about a pastor, so I'll read it at the end or something. Cool. But thanks, Katie. Yeah, thanks, Katie. What a f- no, <laughs> I hate it. You imagine I, like you walk out. Oh shit, I forgot my keys. Walk right back in, and the toys are just fucking everywhere. everywhere. No, thank you. It reminds me of the scene in The Sixth Sense where the mom leaves the room and then she comes, comes back, back in and all the cupboards are open. And Cole's she was gone one second. Were on, on the, the table, table because he was he didn't sweating move. and anxious and like, and he was just sitting there like, "What, mom? I'm fine," because he was freaking out. I can't. Um, and the thing about demons hanging around children, that's something that I've heard a lot, obviously. And that's something that, you know, film and TV has taken into account, too. Anytime you see a possession movie, it's always a child or, like, a uh-huh. young person. But also, old people. Mm-hmm. Very old people, especially well. weaker people, um, weak, as in, like, weak mind. Like, sure. um, suffering from dementia, suffering yeah. from Alzheimer's, that sort of it's thing. Easier for things to seep in. Yeah, so um, that's a really popular theory as well and something that um, people have done studies of because the thing is, is that... S- so, the symptoms... Expressed in a demonic possession, a supposed demonic possession can also be mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people don't always know the difference. Yeah, so, you know, and that's why back in the day before we knew a lot about mental health, if you, you know, experienced those things, if you say had schizophrenia and you didn't Mm -hmm. know what schizophrenia even was... You would assume that person is, a, like, possessed by a demon. Right. Or if you had dementia and your mind was rotting away, you would assume, oh, you're being oppressed by a demon. Right. As opposed to dementia. But then it just is kind of interesting later hearing, you know, the Catholic Church speak about, like, people who have actually had experience with supposed demonic possessions say, no, actually, children mm-hmm. and old people are the most vulnerable. Totally. That makes sense. Yeah. Which is funny because in our cults episode, we talked about how, like, really young people and old people are the most likely to join cults because yeah. it's like at the beginning of your life and the end of your life. Or yeah, when you're they're, in those they're vulnerable more positions. Imp- impressionable. Right. When you're a child, you're more, you can, you know, you're more impressionable to that stuff. And when you're old, exactly. you're looking for new meaning to your life or you're looking for new connections. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's exactly yeah, that's right. Pretty crazy. Also, um, in my favorite movie, The Exorcist Three, hey. uh, that's one of the themes that they they talk about. Yeah, they uh, the the possession. It's it's not a small child in this one. Just like I said, it's a bunch of old people in a home. Gotcha. That are starting to get possessed. 
It's wonderful. It's the best movie in the whole world. Um, You cannot advertise that movie enough. Taking of Deborah Logan, that's an old ass lady. Yes. Have you seen that oh, movie? God. That I one is terrifying. It's so good, but some of the movie. visuals in that movie are so disgusting. I won't talk about it because I don't want to spoil it, but. No, I was, I was about to describe a scene. Yeah. Yes. Holy I think shit. we're thinking of the exact oh same things. God. I was literally like, why? <laughs> why is this happening? No, that scarred me for a little um, bit. You guys should watch it. I have one from Eric. Hey, Eric. When, hello, Eric. When I was about seven or eight years old, my family rented a house close to the beach for a week. The drive wasn't very long, but as an eight-year-old boy, by the time we got there, I really had to use the bathroom. Number two. We pull... That's poop for anyone who's wondering. We pull into the driveway and are met by a middle-aged woman who owned the house and showed us the place and told us about the town and what to do, etc., etc. My first instinct is to go find the bathroom. So I ask her and she tells me it's on the second, it's the second door on the right after the kitchen. I go inside and open the bathroom door to an older guy just standing there looking at me. I kind of duck my head down. I say, I'm sorry. And I go back outside. They noticed that I was back pretty fast. And I told them that there was someone in the bathroom already. That's when it got weird. The lady looked at me confused and said, there's no one else in the house. I explained that I definitely saw someone in the bathroom. So after searching the entire house, we found no evidence of anyone else being there. After a while, the lady told us her dad owned the house and lived there and recently passed away. She inherited the house and wasn't sure what to do with it, so she started renting it out. And I'm pretty sure I saw her father in the bathroom. Whoa. That's good. <laughs> that that's was just crazy. Like, that's one of those things that's like, it, it was so real that you actually thought you like ran into a person. Totally. It which, felt so real to you. And then someone looks at you like you're nuts. Yeah. And you which don't even totally know what to do. makes it scarier. Cause it's like, how many people have I run into I that know. are ghosts? <laughs> was that person real I saw last week? I know. That's, that's like the, your bathroom story. I was literally like, thinking that the whole time. I was so positive that when I opened that stall door, I was going to see a human because I saw the shadow. I heard scuffling about. I was like, there is a person in here. I was 100% sure. And to open the door and see no one was just awful. And then to be affirmed by the people that worked there, like, oh, no, like, there are some ghosts. Oh, no, we have that happen all the time. Cool, cool, cool. Great, 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 great. I need to head out right now. (laughs) Um, I have one from Anonymous titled Skype Ghost. Oh, okay. I remember a few years ago I was video chatting on Skype with a friend of mine. Everything was normal for the most part. Then after about 20 minutes of chatting, my friend excused herself to go grab a snack. I sat there intently waiting for her return. I could hear a few noises, just basic background noise. I heard her parents talking, dishes moving, and her voice in the distance. All the sounds were distant, but I could hear them. And about after about a minute, I heard what sounded like a small child crying. This was unsettling and confusing for two reasons. One, my friend didn't have any younger siblings. And two, my baby brother was gone with my mom. When she returned, I asked her about it, and she was caught off guard and froze for a second. She said, you heard it too? Yes, I hear a child crying. I responded, do you believe in ghosts, or will you think this is crazy? I said, yeah, mostly. Why? She said, tell me what you see. She then proceeded to turn the webcam towards her window by her desk, and I couldn't believe it. There was a figure of a little girl standing and looking in through the window. And the creepier part was that she started to smile and then she vanished. I said, is that a fucking ghost child? Yes, we heard there was a little girl murdered a long time ago in our house and her remains were scattered around the house. She said, there's nothing we can do about it. She just appears sometime. 
I said, that's sad and unsettling, and I don't like it. She explained to me that apparently the girl was brutally murdered by her father, and she was cut up and scattered throughout the area. She sometimes wanders around outside, and sometimes you can see her inside. It was the creepiest Skype chat I've ever had, and I truly think my friend was telling the truth because she had a genuine reaction. I don't believe it was a prank, and I'm scared to death. Wow. So, there's that. Can you imagine being like, you want to see something and right. just being and like, there's actually my ghost. something there? Right. Like, <laughs> and I don't know what the like time difference was. Like, if she turned the camera and immediately and it was there, like, if waited, they had to like sit there yeah. for a second, like, wait, a little girl will appear in the window. But yeah, she'll just like, and it's a very like faint figure, I guess. But just to like see a little girl smile and then just be gone, it's like, yeah, she chills outside. Um, yeah. So that was that. I have a picture somewhere of a time I was Skyping with my friend Amy, who lives in Denver. And, or it was Amy and Leah, because Leah was visiting her, I think. And it was the two of them, and they were on Amy's porch. And it was just like me in my apartment, whatever. And an image of a face just kept popping up, like kind of over their faces. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, I was like, do you guys see that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, you don't see, like, the the image on your screen? And they were like, no, we don't see, see anything. But, you know, your screen is, like, a tiny little screen. Right. Mine's, like, huge. Exactly. So and I took a screenshot and, like, sent it to him. And Amy was very adamant. She was like, that's just me. And, like, the screen froze and it's, like, there. But yeah. it did not It seemed like it was something else. Like the shape of Amy. So. Oh, God. But it was very – I still have the picture somewhere. And I was just like, I – I just I'm don't know about sure this. That's something. <laughs> I just don't feel good about Skype this. Skype ghosts, man. That so. also reminds me of that movie Hush. Hush. Wait, you... which one is that? That's is that the, the one girl with the, in the house? The deaf woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, when does something like that She's happen? Skyping at one point and she's like doing sign language well, on the And then doesn't she see and, something and, behind yeah, she her? Sees yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought her. you meant like a ghost, but no. she sees like Yeah, she the sees guy. someone in that. Can you imagine? That's even worse. Because, like, with a ghost, at least you can be like, you turn and most likely it vanished. So then you're like, okay, I'm either just seeing things or whatever. But when someone is actually in your home, nope. Oh, I can't think about it. That's like the scariest thing to me. I know. I don't actually, I hate home invasion movies. I know. I don't like them at all because they feel so, so real. The it's only like this could one happen to me tomorrow. that I really like is, did you ever see Funny Games? Mm-hmm. But that one is hard, even that hard for me is... to watch. Horrifying. It's brutal. It's so horrifying. Did you see the American one or the German one? Which one came out first? I feel like I saw the oldest one. That the German exists. one came out first. It's in German. Okay, then I saw that. I can't remember. It was literally years and Well, years the ago. remake, the American one, is a shot for shot, line for line remake. It's but just American? in English. How, and it's when the did same it come director. out? Is it older? Mm-hmm. I, I saw it a, a long time. It's a little bit ago. older, but it's not like the oldest. Okay. Maybe I saw the American. 2001. I don't have a memory. The American I don't one think has I was watching uh, Naomi Watts so. and Tim Roth and Okay, then I definitely Michael saw Pitt. the German. Okay. Anyways, they're they're the same movies, like shot for shot. Dear God. Uh, but that movie is just terrifying. But it that movie has me some a lot. crazy like twists. Mm-hmm. And like I like the commentary that they have in that movie. The the commentary of that movie is so basically the the killers in that movie, I don't want to spoil anything, but the, the people terrorizing this family constantly break the third wall, or the fourth wall, I mean. They break the fourth wall and, like, speak to the audience, speak mm-hmm. to who's watching the movie. Okay. And uh, will say things like, you know, well, that wouldn't be very entertaining, would it? And the commentary is that, you know, 
that violence, especially like violence in the media, is sick and disturbing. But like the reason it's done is because of us, mm. because we're paying to see the movie, because we're watching the news, because we're, we are we're we are consuming it. it. So we are as much to blame for, like, violence in the media as violence in the media. Oh, gosh. Um, so the commentary of that movie is, is brilliant, and yeah, I love it. that's so So smart. that's why I like that one. But uh, the, the movies where it's just, like, someone breaks in and fucking terrorize, like, The Strangers. Right. I can't watch that That's shit. what I'm saying, because The Strangers is home invasion and murder just for the sake just of cause. murder. It's literally, like, you were home and we were bored. There's no social commentary, which I agree with you. Like, I mean, Funny Games, like I said, was really hard for me to watch and disturbed me a lot, but at least there's, like, something behind it, like you said. Yeah, The Strangers is rough, but it's still one of my favorite movies. I don't know if I've actually watched it all the way through. Well, we're going to have to have a movie night then. Well, October's coming up. I was going to say, Halloween. I feel like when I host my Halloween movie nights, I play The Strangers almost every year. It's just one of those staples. I don't know why I love it, because like you said, like it's just gross home invasion, but just the way it's shot and the creepiness of it, it's well done to me. It feels very real and raw and to watch it anyway i have one from uh mallory mallory writes i saw your post and i had to share this story so right after we got married my husband was stationed at warren air force base in cheyenne wyoming there were rumors on the base of it being haunted it was an old army base turned air force base built during the civil war era supposedly on an old native american burial ground so good start awesome Anyway, we lived in one of the historic houses on base. There were literally servants' quarters in the housing. It was that old. I was skeptical, even though weird stuff happened. Like, the pull-down blinds would fly up randomly. My dog would stand on the stairwell and bark at nothing, etc., etc. Until one night, I was in bed watching Netflix, and I saw a man walk down the hall past my bedroom door twice. Mm. The first time I saw him, I convinced myself that it was my imagination... And then when I saw him again a couple minutes later, that's when I got up and shouted, hey, and he was gone. My dog saw it too and jumped off the bed and started barking at the doorway. The image totally disappeared when I stood up. I told my husband, who was asleep on the couch when it happened, but I didn't tell anyone else. A month later, my mother-in-law was visiting and said that she woke up in the middle of the night and watched a man walk up the stairs and down the hallway, too. Mm. It was so crazy because I hadn't told her about my situation before she told us that. We moved shortly after it happened, but it was very weird. I have all sorts of stories from that base and from neighbors and friends that live there, too. Yikes. Mallory goes on to say she often felt very strange in the house and that her husband worked nights so she was alone there all the time. The house had a very eerie feeling and she hated being alone. I asked her if she could share a friend's story if she remembered any and she said, One of my friends said that when they woke up some mornings their kitchen cabinets would be open. Mm -hmm. I hate it. We're just talking about that. (laughs) Her friend also said that the French doors that connected the living room dining area would close on their own. It happened so often and she was so freaked out by it that they had the base chaplain come and do some sort of cleansing ritual prayer in the house. She said that the incident stopped after that. The housing office on base was so used to hearing complaints that they put a paranormal activity clause in the leases. It basically said that you couldn't use the ghost as a reason to break your lease. Oh my god. To have to put that clause in? Can you imagine like going to rent 
a house or an apartment or something and like reading the lease and being like, oh, and by the way, like you're going to be living with a ghost and like you, you can't, can't break, break your lease. lease because of ghost activity. Yeah, to have that be part of the contract <laughs> is bonkers to me. Yeah, yeah I would not move in there. I absolutely would not. I asked Mallory if she could remember what the man was wearing, and she said she didn't, unfortunately. The only light was from the TV, and the hallway was dark. She could only tell that it was a dark, slender man's body, and that after she jumped up and said, hey, it was like she blinked and nothing was there. Mm -mm. Um, And I even talked to her about, you know, she was like, oh, no, I don't remember. Sorry. And I was like, hey, no, it's okay. Because that's one thing that skeptics use all the time to try and discredit a story. It's like, well, what were they wearing? It's like, I, I, I don't know. I just saw them and they were gone. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you don't remember what they were wearing. You can't right. get a description. Then it's you're like, wrong. no, my brain went, bah! You're literally, <laughs> you're in a state of shock. You're not analyzing the outfit. Yeah. I feel like you're just thinking, what is this figure in front of yeah. me? And then it vanishes so quickly. Well, the, and you can't I, even catch I your breath. I told the story before of that, that day I was doing laundry and like walked through the apartment. When you and saw like that guy. saw the guy sitting in a chair and just like, looked at him, saw him, acknowledged that he was there, kept walking, and then all of a sudden my brain was like, alert, alert, something that was strange. a person. That's a person yeah. in your home, and went back in and he was gone. I could tell you he had brown hair. I couldn't tell you what he was fucking wearing. Right. I just... You were passing by, yeah. and it took you that second to process yeah. and be like, I there saw a fucking person There are people who a murder or, like, a crime happen and can't tell you what the person looks exactly. like or was wearing. So an image of a ghost, like, it's fine. So... She actually shared a link to a couple other paranormal stories from the same Air Force base, so I'm going to read some of those to you, too, because they are so fascinating. So, first of all, um, these stories that I'm about to tell you can actually be found on the Warren Air Force Base website, which I think is hilarious, Mm -hmm. that they're just like, oh, and by the way, we're haunted, and like, these are the stories. My God. Um, Warren Air Force Base is in Wyoming. It's about three miles west of Cheyenne. It's the oldest continuously active military installation within the Air Force. It was established in 1867 by the U.S. Army and was taken over by the Air Force in 1947. So it's already, it's old as dirt. Mm -hmm. So according to their website, some things that have occurred on base. uh, Once, and it doesn't say when the the major event occurred, just that it's happened multiple times since as well, but they tell this story. Loud, horrifying screams of a young woman bellowing throughout Warren's fam camp. Uh, A fam camp, I had to look this up, I wasn't sure. A fam camp is basically a camping ground, usually inside a state park, that is provided by the military for soldiers and their families. Mm. And it's designed to help reduce the high cost of vacations and leave travel by offering traveling families and retirees the use of Air Force facilities. Okay. So as opposed to, like, paying for them to go on leave to XYZ, they can just have them stay there. Okay. So that's where this took place. It sounded like a woman in despair. The noise awoke the airmen in the nearby dormitories who alerted the Warren authorities. In the middle of the night, police began a four-hour-long search following the screams that could still be heard throughout the night. The moment they would near the source of the screams, the noises would stop and start again, shifting to a different, further location. The police never found the source of the screams. Later, research discovered that in the 1920s, a young Indian woman was brutally raped and murdered by the cavalrymen at White Crow Creek, which is currently Warren's fam camp and the location of the mysterious screaming woman. Oh, shoot. What? Holy buckets. (laughs) So that is either an instance of, you know, 
uh, sort multiple of multiple timelines, multiple timelines, or, yeah. or or uh, you know multiple dimensions, or or right. time not being linear and like yeah. overlapping. Yeah, especially if it's like around the same time of year that it happened. Like it's sure. actually you're actually hearing it happen to in her real time in the 1920s, which Ooh. is just I can't even makes you think sick. about it. Yeah, um, or it's one of those instances where like something absolutely horrible happened, and that energy that is energy just stuck there yeah. at the fam camp. Wow. So there have been multiple sightings of cavalrymen being seen in full dress around the base. That would be creepy. Yeah. Because the thing is, you'd see them and be like, oh, hi, sir. And then be like, nope, Wait you're a not second. from my time. That's not correct. <laughs> Our uniforms are different. <laughs> Warren's Building 34, which is now the Security Forces Headquarters building, seems to have the most paranormal activity and ghostly sightings. And it could be because it was originally the base hospital. And the basement of the building used to be the hospital morgue. There have been multiple sightings of a woman ghost who walks from room to room as if she's checking on patients. She's believed to be one of the nurses who was killed almost 60 years ago when a mental mental patient escaped from the hospital and killed six nurses in their living quarters, which at the time was building 233, now home to the Wyoming Wing Civil Air Patrol, which is also haunted. Mm, of course. Um, and one of the most famous stories on the base that, like, everyone knows this story and, like, mm. c- continuously recounts this story takes place in Quarters 80, often referred to as Gus Quarters because they call the ghost Gus. Oh, I guess. Um, during the early days of the fort, Quarters 80 was home to a young officer. He was away a lot of the time on military maneuvers. One day he came on home early to find a soldier with his wife in an upstairs bedroom. With his escape route blocked by the angry husband, the soldier took an alternate route by leaping out of the second story window, but he ended up accidentally hanging himself on the clothing line beneath it. Oh, no. Since then, Gus has been notorious for moving objects around in the house, opening cabinets, and rearranging furniture. A lot of the soldiers on base claim that they think Gus is stuck there looking for his trousers. Oh, Where are my pants? I have to go. Um, I gotta get out of here. The opening cabinets and everything. I really wonder if Mallory's friend lived in that house. Right. Because the opening cabinets, closing doors, rearranging furniture. (laughs) That all sounds very familiar. He just needs his pants. He just needs his pants. Gotta get somebody help him. Oh man. Well, yeah. It sounds like most of the activity that's going on there is absolutely explained. It's like all these stories. Yeah, they have there's like so much history, past stories to like back it up. And exactly. It's, all, you know, it's not just like we don't know. Yeah, that's the thing on the Air Force Base. I mean, it's been around since 1847, yeah, I think. Jesus. Right? And um, it's was it 1847. So, so old. I thought that's what you said. And um, 1867. So it's been around since 1867. It's an Air Force base. So there are very clear, concise records of the history of that base. Right. Everything that takes place on that base has to be reported. It's mm-hmm. a military base. So it's very hard to, you know, be like, we don't know. We don't know what it is. Yeah, right. it's like not all like, the records you know, are there. like Natalie, my friend Natalie, who has the headstones in her backyard. Right. She's like, I've been to the I library. No I've been to the city planning office. I've been to blah, 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 blah. I can't find the history on the house. And that's so much creepier to me. Because with the Air Force Base, at least we can look and see what the history is and make some, you know, sort of logical reasonings out of it. But with tombstones being found on your property with no explanation that really creeps me yeah and they're so, so like, old why and where them, you know and it's Ooh. like how frustrating 
You should be able to, I mean, I understand, like, records can get lost. Right. In fires, floods, just lost, because mm-hmm. that shit happens, but, like, how I frustrating. If, especially if you're having know. activity take place in your exactly. home. Because I remember I wanted to know so bad, because we built our house growing up. So there's no oh, yeah, reason. yeah, you had told me that. Yeah, that no that little girl should have been hanging out. The little girl should have been there or the old man that we saw or the dark figure. No. Nope. But it was like, so what happened here before What that? was on this property? Who? <laughs> who? Who was it? Who are you? Who died here Anyways. or who's living here now from the 1800s? <laughs> um, tell me a story. I'm going to eat a granola bar. So I have a story from Ricardo and he says... When I was four years old, there was a point in time where I had a series of episodes waking up in the middle of the night and talking to a voice under my bed while my brother slept above me in our bunk beds. This continued for a little while. I don't remember it super vividly because this happened a long time ago. I was only four years old and it happened in a house I no longer live in. I don't know what we talked about or why I got up out of bed, but when I would get up, the voice and what felt like a presence would follow me around the apartment and talk to me while we lingered around the kitchen, living room, you name it. My mom would wake up angry and be wondering why I was up in the middle of the night, and I would explain to her what was going on. She would just blow it off and say I was sleepwalking, which, in her defense, I did sleepwalk a lot when I was younger. The last time that this happened was so terrifying that I remember it like it was yesterday compared to the other memories. The shadow that would follow me started to get angry, and it would growl in between sentences as if it was upset with me. I got out of bed and saw it crawl out of my room, so I ran as fast as I could, screaming at the top of my lungs, while I saw the figure go near my mom's room. She got up and said, what's wrong, what's wrong? I pointed to her in the direction of the figure where I thought it went. She tells me she sees absolutely nothing, and it's all in my dreams. I don't remember anything else after this incident, but all I know is that... Everything ended after that dark figure lingered away, and I don't think it ever came back into my life after that. What? So what the fuck? Part of me wonders, though, like, were you having a nightmare? Like, was it a night terror? It definitely could have been, but, I mean, he seems to, like, really think it was real. So, I mean, I don't want to doubt you, Ricardo, but I just also have have some questions. This was four when it was happening, and then he just said that was a long time ago. I assume he's in his 20s now. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, that's... I had nine tears growing up, and they are... I mean, I still have a lot of nightmares, but night tears are especially... It's next level. Horrible, because it... You think it's happening to you. Right. My cousin would have them growing up, and when I would stay at their house, he was like six or seven, he would have them sometimes while I was there, and the whole house would wake up to him screaming and going crazy, and I, like, could not wrap my head around what he was possibly seeing, but it wasn't until later I began to understand what night terrors actually were and understood I mean, I never had a... I never had an instance where I woke up from the night terror and continued to have the terror. You know what I mean? It's usually like I woke up... And I would be, you know, sweating and Distraught. I might wake up screaming or I might like wake up and like immediately hop out of bed. And But as soon as I was awake, I knew I'm awake. That was a night terror. Right. Whereas it seems like Ricardo isn't making that difference with yeah. his story. He's saying, no, this was all real. I was awake and knocking on my mom's door and I still knew that the shadow was nearby. So it's like, yeah. Oh, I wish we could talk to his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta talk to mom. But yeah, that's mom super creepy. Mom will know all. 
Ugh, and that just, that kind of stuff makes me terrified to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> Your kid comes up to you in the middle of the night. There's someone in my room, mom. You also like, have Fuck. to, like, make that decision when you have a kid. You have to make the decision to, like, either be like, those aren't real. Mm-hmm. Or. Have an open conversation. Have an open conversation. Of, well, of, maybe. It can't hurt you. It won't hurt you. Yep. Life is weird. We I can see just weird see shadows. myself, yeah, sitting down. I think that's down, the kind of mom you would be. Sitting down with my kid and be like, well, there's the multiple timeline theory. Oh my god, where, I know. Um, <laughs> you might be seeing a woman from like the 1850s. Time She's is just not hanging a straight out. Line. She and, feels like um, you're in her space, mm-hmm. you know? So let's be nice to her. We're going to be like, what the fuck? Just tell me that's not real. Mom just lie to me. Oh, I have a hilarious. kind of a funny one. It's not really, f- I mean, okay. It's. So Amy sent this in, and it's just fucking weird. I think I just need you to tell me what you feel. Okay. I think that's why I'm reading this. I need you to tell me what you feel about it. Okay. Okay. Amy says, my father is a physician and has been in practice for 30 years and has literally seen tens of thousands of patients. One day, a few years back, he goes to see a woman who's been admitted to the hospital the previous day for a serious lung condition. He enters her hospital room in the morning. The woman is heavily sedated, and there's a nurse fixing her bed and cleaning the room. Immediately upon entering, my father gets a severe allergic reaction, feels like he can barely breathe, and tears start rolling from his eyes. The nurse stands and helps him back into the hallway. After Dad finally recovers and apologizes to the nurse... He says, that's so weird, that only happens when I get close to cats. The nurse goes white as a ghost. It turns out that the hospitalized woman had been awake all night, screaming that cats were crawling all over her body and trying to scratch out her eyes. The hospital staff believed she was simply having a weird reaction to some medication, and after hours of her terrified screaming, they were able to medicate her to sleep. There's probably a logical explanation for the whole situation, but I remember finding the account bone-chilling bone when I first heard the story. What? So this woman um, is, like, basically dying in the hospital. She has, like, yeah. a severe lung condition. I don't know if it was cancer or what. but And she's screaming that these cats are covering her body and trying to claw her eyes right. out. And there's nothing in there. And then this guy who's severely allergic to cats has a reaction. Right. To that is the same as the when he's near cats in that same room. Yeah. What on earth? Are these demon cats? I don't know. Are demon cats a thing? I feel like if any animal has a demon counterpart, I mean, a girl, cat would be a fucking <laughs> man. Like, if there's gonna be a demon, it's gonna be a kitty cat. It's gonna be a goat or a cat. Like, a there's goat. no other. <laughs> a goat. Black Phillip? Black Phillip, you're absolutely right. We've been over this before. Yeah, a goat or a cat. So, I don't know. That's crazy. That is nuts. I mean, there's. I don't have an explanation for it. My feelings on that are, do demon cats exist, mm-hmm. and should we do an episode on demon cats? I think they're an investigative episode. We're going to uh-huh. take Penny and Gabby into the bedroom and oh God. sprinkle holy water on them and be like, come the on, power demon! Of Christ compels you! <laughs> um, Man, that's the weird. The only explanation I can come up with is if she was a woman who like lived with a ton of cats. Mm-hmm. And, and she like, had remnants of cats. She had that on her, on her clothing. Body. But yeah. the thing is, when you're in a hospital, especially for something like that, your clothing are taken off of you. That's you're true. You're in a gown. 
And also, what if something was like in the room, or belongings could have been like in the room, yeah, and left some dander or something. Room, but I feel like you've got to be. I mean, she had to be like, you had to be like a cat hoarder to have someone react in that way to just being around you. You Uh know what I mean? That's true. Demon cats is the only explanation. It really is. That's you can't go any other way about it. Or does the hospital have cats, stray cats that run around, but they just aren't aware of it? And every time the nurses and staff leave the room, cats come cats running came in, and try her. to scratch people's eyes out, and then they like go through their little cat door that no one knows exists and scamper back out into okay, the world. So there's only two explanations. Exactly, Ashley. Let's look at everything cat here. Doors. Tiny cat doors and. Tiny cat, a little like of both, a la Tom and Jerry, like a tiny yes. little rat door and a tiny uh-huh. little cat door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty realistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's a that's a fucking weird story. I know. I don't know what to think of it, but it's crazy. I have a story from Gamby. <gasps> Gamby, Gamby's Welcome back, back Gamby. <laughs> What's hilarious, though, is I'm, I, like, had to read this one over so many times I was worried I told it already because it involves an uncle, but this time it's not his uncle. It's a oh, different uncle. okay. So I was like, I don't think we told this one. But sorry, listeners, if we've heard this before, we'll edit it out. Okay, so Gamby and his wife have a son named Rex. We've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. Gamby says, right before my son Rex was born, my wife's great uncle had died. She went to the visitation, was going to the funeral the next day. But her blood pressure was too high, and they had to admit her in the hospital in Bloomington. And in four days, our son Rex was born. So now we live in Clinton, and between Bloomington and Clinton, there is a small Catholic cemetery. Um, my wife went back to work, but both of us separately had a feeling that we would that someone was watching us, and sometimes we even saw a figure. But neither of us had told each other about it. So then, six months later, we started talking about it and figured out that we had both been seeing the same thing, and we felt it was watching us. My wife mentioned that the cemetery that we would sometimes pass, going to work or whatever, was where her uncle had been buried. Um, I had only, from Gammy's perspective, I had only seen the man once, so I had her pull up a picture of him from Facebook, and as soon as I saw it, I knew that it was the same person that I had seen when I saw the figure. We both felt that it was some connection between his death and Rex's birth, why he was watching over us. Um, And we figured out that he was around for about three more months, and then he totally vanished. So they were being, that's kind of a nice story. They were being watched over by the uncle. I, um, my mom had reminded me of this, and I don't think I talked about it on the podcast, but you remember how I told you, it was actually... The very first episode, I think, of the show where I talked about the first time I witnessed something paranormal, I think, was the time I saw my Aunt Donna when I was like, I don't know, 9, 10 or whatever on like the family trip in the car. Mm-hmm. And when I had said that on the podcast, my sister texted me the next day and was, and like, was like, what I the saw fuck? Right. Like, I saw her in the exact same, probably we, we deduced probably the exact same trip. Right. I just never said At anything. At the exact same time. Yeah. To each other about it and are now kind of talking about it. But my Aunt Donna, when my sister was born, my Aunt Donna had been in a coma for, I mean, months. She was completely unresponsive. Mm -hmm. She didn't, I mean, they they thought she was gone. Yeah. And she wasn't ever going to come back. Right. And, um, but she was still alive. She was still breathing. She was still with us barely. And my sister ended up being 
she was a preemie, preemie, preemie. She was oh, born yeah. like a month early. She was born so early. And, uh, you know, teeny tiny little thing, like had to be in an incubator, like uh-huh. C-section baby. Pretty sure. Um, my Aunt Donna woke up one time from her coma before she died. And it was when my mom brought my sister into her hospital room. Mm. My Aunt Donna completely woke up. Reached out her hands to hold Jamie. To hold Jamie? Held her. Kind of like sang, like hummed to her, sang to her, like held her little hands and everything. Mm. And then when she was done, she gave the baby back to my mom. Immediately went back in the coma. Never woke and up. Never again woke up again? That is weird. That's crazy. I feel like it, it, there is something about birth and death and like yeah. a connection. Because that's kind of what they're saying. Like Rex was born right after the great uncle died and it was like the uncle only appeared for a short amount of time and it was in that cemetery where he was buried and they felt like he was protecting them and watching them like he was like hi hi yeah <laughs> i wait i've been i've waited for you right i've been wait i wanted to meet you i wanted you to meet you all right left. i waited i tried <laughs> i waited i tried <laughs> yeah i think so too i think that i don't know have you read uh, what dreams may come no. All right. Everyone needs to read the book, What Dreams May Come. I don't know if you should watch the movie. I've never seen the movie. It has Robin Williams, though, which is kind of cool. I mean, <coughs> oh! Now engineer. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yes. I, I have seen that movie. Okay. Is it any good? It was okay. Okay. I left well, it like this was weird, was what I said at the, <laughs> the end. The book is very weird, too. But uh, Richard Matheson, who wrote it, who also wrote Hell House... A stir of echoes. Oh God, I love stir of echoes. I am echoes. legend. Like mm-hmm. he writes a scary story, and what dreams may come isn't scary, but no, it is all about it's death. Bizarre and yeah. yeah, it's very strange. But the interesting thing it's about cool what concept. dreams may come, what dreams may come is about a man who dies, I believe, in a car accident. Mm-hmm. He dies in a car accident. It's very sudden. And he, it's basically what he goes through after he dies. Right. You know, the initial confusion of like, where the hell am I? What, what is happened? going on? What happened to me? Like, am I dreaming to, holy shit, I'm dead. What's going on? Why am I still here? What uh-huh. is life? What is death? And like trying to contact his family in various ways. And, and eventually like how time passes differently and you move on and you go to a different plane that is, you know, some people know it as heaven. There's also a place that's sort of like hell, but it's not really heaven and hell and God is different. Anyways, it's very fascinating. Uh It's such a cool story, especially to read. But the coolest part about it is that Richard Matheson actually did actual scientific research to write the book. Oh, how so? Like interviewing people who have died and come back to life. So people who saw the light. people who, yeah, people who not only saw the light, but, like, went into the light and ended up coming back. Or people who have remembered past lives and have remembered what happened in between. Well, what happened in their past life, how they died, where they went after that, and then where they, you know, how the process went. In starting a new life. Mm -hmm. And he actually interviewed people who have died and come back or remember their past lives or were in a coma for a long time. And in the book, in uh, I think at least the edition that I have, I don't know if it's in every edition, but in the book, in uh, um, What Dreams May Come, there's actually a sources page. I mean, several pages of sources. You can actually go like, yeah, you know, it's everything that he put in that novel 
was based off something someone told him that they experienced. That's so crazy. Which is nuts. And then I read that book, and I don't remember what it was called. I posted a picture of it on our Instagram page, the one it was um, uh, about past lives. Oh, right. And I think it was called, like, reincar. I think it was just called Reincarnation. Yeah. But... And, and this uh, this guy was going around. He was like a parapsychologist, basically, and hypnotizing people who claimed to have thought they were remembering past lives mm-hmm. or kept, you know, envisioning or dreaming about, you know, a young girl and not knowing what their connection was to them and then hypnotizing them and finding out, like, you were that person in a you past life. You were that girl. Oh, my gosh. That and stuff is so crazy. And through hypnosis, like, hearing people talk about, like, oh, I died and then I, you know, I, I knew that I was dead and I was greeted by someone who is sort of... In, you know, religious terms, like your guardian angel, but right. they're not an angel. It's like I was greeted by sort of like my spirit guide. Sure, they're coming to guide you to your next step. Yeah, and a lot of people, it was like, it was my uncle in that life, or it was like, it was my... So it's just very interesting it to is. think that oh that you can believe in something like reincarnation uh, or like in a different plane after you die that the soul goes to that has nothing to do with religion. Right. Nothing to do with God as mm-hmm. you know it. Nothing to do with, you know, Jesus as you know it. Right. But, or Buddha or any, any religious, you know, a lot. Exactly. Anything. It's just, it's the same stuff, but just without, right. you know, crosses and crucifixes. And you know, that Jesus stuff. Jesus stuff. Man. That's so cool. So I definitely believe that. Yeah. I absolutely do too. That many people are saying it. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, I definitely believe that, you know. If you look at ghosts as a, you forget the time theory, you forget the multiverse theory, you blah, 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 you're just thinking of it as it's a ghost Uh in the, like, traditional sense, and you think about that sort of idea of reincarnation, and seeing ghosts on our plane would be almost the people who didn't know they were dead, Mm -hmm. or died in a really tragic way, and couldn't come face-to-face with the fact that they died. Sure. And that's why they're here. Couldn't accept it. Or they pass on and they stick around just because they're not ready yet. Right. They're not quite ready to pass on yet. And then a couple months later, so many people talk about, you know, oh, when my grandpa died or oh, when my grandmother died, we had weird activity for like weeks afterwards. And then it was And then they vanished. And that's what they're saying about this too. Like the uncle was like, well, I wanted to see Rex. So I hung out for a little bit. Nephew. Yeah, that is weird. That's crazy stuff. Very interesting. Thanks, so, Gamby. Thank you, Gamby. That was As awesome. As always. As always, keep them coming. We know you have more. <laughs> and we want to hear them all. Yes. So I have one more story. And this one is uh, interesting because I actually saw it on Reddit. It was a, an Ask Reddit thread. And I think the thread was, um, what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you personally or to someone you know or something like that? And I read the story, and it was so good, and it was so scary that I actually reached out to the user, to the, user. To the Reddit user, and asked if I could use it on our listener ghost stories episode. And so this comes in from Reddit user, ask me about my tie, <laughs> and just hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts, <laughs> dear lord. Okay, so I'm currently going through a nasty divorce. Which sucks. I'm sorry. Ask really me about right. my time. Um, I left my wife about four months ago and moved into a house by myself close to work. 
We have a four and a half year old daughter, which I haven't been able to see for the last four months because my wife filed an injunction against me. Nothing happened. It was just divorce tactics. Luckily, she recently came to her senses and dropped the injunction. And now I have a 50-50 timeshare with my daughter, which starts next weekend. Well, this past weekend, my mom came to town to help me set up the house because, you know, I'm a guy and guys have no sense of decor, right? At least that's how my mom thinks. And when it comes to me, she's totally right. We bought a twin bed for my daughter's room, bought her Frozen, her favorite movie, themed furniture and decor. We got a bunch of knickknacks to decorate the whole house, candles, pictures, fake plants, rugs, etc. We did everything we could to make it more homey. Before we bought all these new rugs and set up my daughter's room, I kept my cat's litter box in my daughter's room for the past four months while it was empty. After setting up her room, I moved the litter box to another empty bedroom. Well, my cat didn't like the fact that her box was moved, apparently she had decided that that room was going to be her room and absolutely refused to use the litter box after it was moved. Instead, she would just shit and piss all over the new carpets anytime my mom and I were out of the house. The entire weekend consisted of the two of us deep cleaning the new rugs with strong cleaning products every time she would shit on one. (laughs) Finally, I decided to put the litter box back in my daughter's room, which is right next to mine, until I could figure out a solution. Trust me, this is all relevant. Fast forward to Monday late afternoon. My mom's flight is at 6 p.m., so we leave the house, go out for one last meal, and I drop her off at the airport. I get her home around 6.30 p.m. to my newly furnished and decorated house. It definitely made me feel more at home. I had no plans that night, so I spent most of the night on the couch binge-watching movies and drinking scotch. Around 11.30 p.m., I was pretty hammered and stumbled into my bedroom, closed the door, locked it, because monsters and vampires, Mm -hmm. and collapsed on my bed. I passed out instantly. Around 4.30 a.m., I wake up to the worst smell I think has ever hit my nose. It was so bad it actually pulled me out of my drunken sleep. It smelled like a combination of shit, sweaty ball sack, ogre trash, and bletch all mixed together. Jesus. My first thought was the goddamn cat took a shit on the rug again. I ignored it, rolled over, and tried to go back to sleep, but I couldn't. The smell was that bad. Finally, I got up, unlocked the bedroom door, peeked out into the living room to see if she left her surprise on the rug. It was all clean. I looked at my daughter's room, and there was a nice turd in her litter box so the smell couldn't have been my cat at least that's what i was you know thinking Mm -hmm. i shrugged it off closed and locked my door and collapsed on my bed i laid on the bed staring into the darkness for about 30 minutes trying to fathom what it was i was smelling maybe it's a combination of my cat shit and all the cleaning product we used over the weekend maybe a pipe burst somewhere did i forget to take the trash to the curb and i was smelling all the shit that i threw away over the weekend No matter what conclusion I came up with, none of it made sense. A little after 5 a.m., I get up and walk to the bathroom and sit down to do my business. I browse Reddit for a few minutes on my phone until I'm done, flush the toilet, and then collapse on my bed. You know the draining sound the toilet makes after you flush it? I'm laying there on my bed listening to the toilet do its drain cycle until it finally stopped and was in complete silence. And that's when I heard it. A sniff and the sound of someone clearing their throat. From my fucking closet. I don't know what happened, but I immediately jumped into survival mode. I jumped out of bed, grabbed my phone, unlocked my bathroom bedroom door, grabbed my car keys, and bolted out the front door and jumped in my car. I started the car, backed out of my driveway, and into my neighbor's driveway across the street. I shined my high beams at my house while I called the police. They were there within minutes. The cops approached my car... 
and t I tell them there's someone in my closet. I sleep in the nude, so the cops thought I was just some crazy drunk at first, but after two minutes of arguing with them, they went in to investigate. They were in there for what seemed like hours, and sure enough, they came out with a very skinny, obviously homeless, black man in handcuffs. They put the guy in the back of one of their cruisers and approached my car to ask me some questions. Apparently, this guy snuck in through the back sliding glass door while I was dropping off my mom at the airport. He admitted to looking for pills or something to pawn for pills when he heard me come home, freaked out, and jumped in my closet. The smell I was smelling was his B.O. coming from my closet three feet away from me. This man was in my house the entire night. What if I didn't smell him and open my closet the next morning while getting ready? What if my daughter, like, if I had my daughter over that night? The whole thought gives me shivers. Oh what? I'm never sleeping again. I'm never God. sleeping again. Why did you tell me that story? <laughs> I've literally, I wish you could all see, I was listening to that entire story with my jaw down and I my hand over my can't. mouth. Because I cannot even deal with what you just told me. That is actually my worst nightmare. <laughs> that is legitimately that is the worst thing that's ever happened nightmare. to me and it didn't even have to happen to me. I would rather have a demon come sweeping through my house than that. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I can't. I... I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that at all. It's... I My pits are sweating. Mm -hmm. I just... I'm a little hot. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm I don't upset. know what to do. We have to go. That is awful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No, I can't. I can't imagine. I can't that imagine it. terrible. I... You know, it makes me think of those stories where people have thought their house was haunted because, like, they see cabinets open or they, they hear things... In their house. And then they and find then out they someone's, find like, someone's in their fucking in their, crawl space. Yes, yeah, yeah, living in their crawl space. You hear about those stories oh, more fuck. often than you should. Yeah, And it's like, hometown. oh, they were living, like, under the stairs. Yeah, my friend Abby once, um, I don't remember if they, yes, no, they did. I remember she, she told me once that she thought she saw a man in her house and thought the place was haunted and she was, like, so freaked out. And then they found out, like, a week later there was a man actually sneaking in and living in their basement, like, sleeping mm -hmm. in their basement. That is oh. so much worse than a oh. fucking ghost. It is so much worse. <laughs> I can't. That guy just so chilling anyway. there. He was just chilling in there. Yeah. I can't. So the thank you for letting us tell that story. Ask me about my tie. That is like Seriously. one of the scariest things I've ever read. I can't even. Nope. I don't know how you slept ever again, actually. That is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm going to be thinking about my closet the entire time. I have to do a Let, full sweep of it, the apartment. I read it last night, and I checked under the bed, Oof. and then got into bed, and um, Joe was, like, showering, so he wasn't anywhere near me, and uh, I had already checked under the bed once, got into bed, was reading, and heard something in the room. It was probably a cat, because they're loud and obnoxious and awful, uh -huh, and uh -huh. I literally had to check under the bed again. I just checked under the bed. But you were so like, I have to know. So thanks for ruining sleep forever. Thanks for that, Reddit <laughs> user. <laughs> Ask me about my time. Oh, God. Wow, that was bad. Yeah. Anyways. Um, all right. I have one more. I'm going to read Great. Katie's second story that she yes. submitted because she ended her first one saying, like, hey, I have stories about my pastors. Would Tell you like them? More. And we said, fuck yes. Um, okay. So she said, let's start this by saying that two of my campus pastors in high school were a pair of fucking spiritual badasses. I love her language. Yeah, cool. Seriously. One of them called 
Pastor E consulted on an exorcism with a Catholic priest. He didn't get much warning about what was up, except that it was a woman in her 30s, and it was for sure a demonic possession case. Side note, we watched videos of exorcisms in high school to learn to tell the difference between possession and mental illness slash epilepsy. Where did she go to school? I know, right? Um, Probably some Lutheran place, because she was talking about that before. That's true. Um, anyway, he gets there and the priest goes, you can leave whenever you need to. He says that before they even go in. But then they walk inside. Said the first thing he noticed was that it was ice cold. It was a summer day, but he could see his breath. The woman is lying on the bed and bolts up when they walk in. She starts screaming at them in multiple languages, all sorts of disturbing, blasphemous stuff. All of this is in double voice, so it's extra terrifying. They start and she freaks out. Flings herself out of bed and starts climbing up the wall like fucking Spider-Man or something. I don't know how she did it, but she got halfway up the wall before coming back down. They got her by the window and she gripped onto the ledge so hard that she crushed the wood and took a chunk out of it. Unfortunately, I don't remember the rest of what happened after that. Yeah, because I blacked out as I they were telling me the out. story. Oh my god. So that happened. Oh, that's terrifying. And to be hearing these things in high school, like, she has these, like, high school pastors that are like, hey, we do exorcisms, and here's this fucking awful shit that happened. I'm too young to hear that. I can't imagine being in high school and then being like, so today we're going to watch a video on exorcisms That's what I'm and saying. how to tell the difference between epile- ep- epilepsy and exorcisms. Exactly. Like, what? Like, Katie, you had quite the high school yeah, experience. Yeah, quite a Hot damn. I was We appreciate it because health. of your stories. Yeah, I and took my uh, health teacher was a nightmare actually my health teacher was a football coach so was who, ours yeah who was dating a student Scandalous. yeah Scandalous. he was gross too i don't know why anymore our health him. teacher was our football coach he was not sleeping with a student but then that my you know home, of. i know true but then my home ec teacher was the soccer coach which i always thought was so funny but i feel like he was just like i need a random class to teach my home ec teacher was the soccer coach and he was sleeping with a student and his life is ruined forever because he got caught and went to jail. Well, good. Because so guess awful. what? It's gross. It's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. And he was awful. But anyway. I didn't have home ec. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was Probably like my favorite class. I loved it. Like we cooked life. and made really good food. I was awful at it, but I didn't. I liked it. I yeah, I eat. never had home ec. I don't even think. I don't remember it even being an option. Yeah, it was definitely like one school. of those like extra things you could add on. I was like, I'm terrible at cooking. I'd like to learn. But I was still bad when the class ended. But we got to eat stuff, so I was in. I was sold. <laughs> so that's all I needed. That was why I signed up. Good stories today. I know. I know. Really good stories today. <laughs> Batshit crazy stories today. Thank you guys for sending in stories. Yeah, we really seriously. appreciate it. And I, it's so funny because everyone who's sent in more than one has... Every single person is like, sorry if I'm like, right. you know, bugging you. They or, apologize and yeah, we're like, no, like, you will literally never be bugging never, us. You could never, ever, ever bug us with You can send stories. us like 17 stories. Even if we're not responding to you, we're reading them and just mentally noting oh, yeah. in we'll our head like, hey, them. save this for listener yeah. ghost stories. Like we see all the stories you send us and you never have to say yeah. sorry. Or people will send a story and be like, I have more and like, you know, I don't know if you want to hear them. It's like, yes! Yes! Don't even ask, just yes! send. Just always send. All of them. Even if it's something where you're like, I don't actually know. I don't care. We don't right. know either. We don't know anything about anything. And that's the thing, like, even that last story, Katie ended it with like, hey, there's more to the story, but I don't remember it. But the part that you did send in was fucking crazy. And yeah, it was it's worth crazy. We want to hear all about it. Mm-hmm. And your high school experience was real crazy. So, you know, it all works. Ooh. Yay. Oh. You know what? I have one more. 
Oh. It's so quick. Fake out. Fake out. I'm just going to do this last one. It's so fast. Go for Um, it. It's another, it's not ghosts. So that's why I I was drawn to this one. Um, Seth sent this in. So three years ago, I went on a trip to Costa Rica with my two friends, one of them being an experienced surfer and solo traveler. So we stayed in a small tourist surfer town called Tamarindo. It's a really beautiful town with a beautiful beach that just so happens to be right next to the mouth of a river, creating brackish waters where apparently crocodiles love to hang out. To give you a feel for how close slash far I was to the mouth of the river, if you're facing the beach in the middle of it, on your right, 200 yards down the beach, is the mouth. Every 75 yards moving from the river to the left are jetties. Jetties are large lines of rocks going out into sea. And they create about four areas to surf between the jetties. We were two sections over from the river surfing, pretty much worry-free because the crocs don't really like pure salt water. So I'm sitting in the water on a nine-foot board, and I feel something hard brush my leg. I thought it was just a rock or something. I look down, and I see this massive tail that's obviously connected to a behemoth of a crocodile. So, a few things went through my mind really quickly as soon as I first sighted the croc. One, you're about to get fucked. Tell your friend to swim to safety. I had a friend sitting on a board about 15 yards away, so I told him very calmly to swim to shore as calmly as he possibly could. Two, please God don't let me die. Please God don't let me die. Please God don't let me die. And three, maybe you won't get fucked if you put your legs on the board and pretend like you're driftwood. So I put my legs up and slowly paddled with nothing but my hands on either side super slowly so I didn't make any sort of splashes. So flash forward about 10 seconds, but what feels like fucking minutes, and I see the crocodile underneath me. I mean the whole crocodile. Head to toe, this thing was a foot longer than my board and wider. Keep in mind, I'm riding a nine-foot board, and that's not including the tail of the crocodile. Uh So it circles me one full time after the first sighting and then just goes under me and out to sea. I had never experienced raw fear until this moment. Feeling like you're being hunted by an apex predator is something else. So I swam back as fast as possible to where the other surfers were grouped and tried for a few minutes to convince them of what I saw, but I wasn't giving them a very good account because I was pretty shaken up. Swam back to shore and sat on the sand for the next two hours, contemplating life. And then he said... All in all, it was a pretty solid vacation. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't say that. Holy shit! Um, no, thank you. Yeah, nope, nope, nope. That's, no, thank you. Wow, just like the things that would run through your head while that's happening of just like, holy shit, I'm yeah. probably gonna get eaten by this yeah. crocodile. Like, there's nothing I can do. Crocodiles are me. legitimately well, one, they're monsters. Two, yeah. they're dinosaurs. Right. That's a dinosaur. It's a freaking dinosaur staring you in the face. I don't like it. That's terrifying, Seth. I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you're alive too to tell us that story. Jiminy Christmas. I uh, I was scared of sharks in my pool, mm-hmm. so I can't I'm scared imagine... of sharks in lakes. Yeah. They don't go there. I'm scared of sharks in the tub. Like I, I don't. I have a very irrational fear of. I mean, we we've, t- we've talked about this several times. I hate deep water that yeah, I can't see. Yeah, you don't see. like water. Just don't, like, we don't know. know what's down there. I never there. did. Even when I was a kid and we would go out on the lake, I loved going tubing. But if I got thrown off, which happens every time you get a tubing. A whole lot. And, you know, the boat has to, like, go away. Turn and, like, around turn and back come around. back. And every single time I'd be like, that was so much fun. Get me 
money. Same like, I here. It. I, I was the exact same it. way. I would sit there with my feet dangling, and I would be like, "You have to get back I would to have me my now." Feet tucked up, as, yeah, like, in close a ball. To my body as possible. Like, Lauren, get in a ball so nothing can eat you. Stop, stop. Get the boat back here right now. I hated it. It's a terrible thing. It's so Woo. funny because Joe's mom tells a story about the time she went to go see Jaws in theaters. Mm-hmm. And when she walked home that night, she was, like, terrified. And it's just so funny. On her walk yeah, home on, on her land. On her walk home on land. On, she like, was a like, cement <gasps> sidewalk. <gasps> it's Jaws are all <laughs> Yeah. It just makes you naturally it's jumpy, just, even if it's, it's irrational. Scary. Yeah. That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Join us next week when we're going to be joined by one of the hosts of the very hilarious, very special television podcast, Peter Lozano. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You guys, if you don't listen to very special television, you are missing out. It is so funny. It's absolutely hilarious. We're going to be talking about some very strange media conspiracies and urban legends Broadcast Signal Intrusion, Time Travelers on the Internet, The Slender Man, Candle Cove, The Rake, and so much more. So make sure you tune in for that. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Make sure you check out that YouTube page for all of our This Week in Weird segments and head over to www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast if you want to donate to our show. Remember the month of September. If you donate, half of it goes to MSA. to MSA, Multiple Sclerosis Association of America. We're sending half of our money, our hard-earned money, <laughs> is going towards them. So help us out. Help, help them out. out. Enjoy. Enjoy. Come little children, I'll take thee away Into a land of enchantment Come little children, the time's come to play Here in my garden of magic I cannot fucking wait for Halloween! I'm so excited. Ah, um, she's attacking also, me. Keep it weird. Keep it weird. <laughs> Watch Hocus Pocus. Watch Hocus Pocus when you go. Keep it weird, guys. Bye. Bye. Mimi Momo Moo. Mimi Momo Moo. Um, hey guys. Hello. Sound check. We are here. It's a Wednesday. Happy hump day. It's a Wednesday. Happy hump day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that's you're okay. totally We're fine. doing our uh, sound check. Okay, sound check. Sound check. Joe's here for sound the sound check. check.